0: Hey, thank you for tuning in. This is Eddie.
1: And this is Miguel. And
0: you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast.
1: Yes. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Last week, we had a great conversation um, about millennials leaving the church and reasons Mm. why us millennials, right, we're included in that, are leaving the church. And it was a great uh, conversation, a great discussion. If you missed that, be sure to go back and check it out. We had a lot of great points being brought up and just talked about conversation that's needing to be had in these times because we're millennials, we're going through these things, we're experiencing these things. You may find yourself in some of these examples and things that we bring up today. So it's definitely important to have this conversation.
0: Absolutely. And I think that uh, uh, with the research that we've done, we've seen that there are many reasons or excuses uh, that are put out there as to why uh, individuals, specifically millennials, have chosen to leave the church Um, And we got through a few of them last week, but we still have a few more uh, that we're going to dive in uh, in today's episode uh, and speak about. So the first one I want to bring up was one of the reasons that we found that millennials are leaving the church is because of the you can't sit with us effect. What's that? The you can't sit with us effect is the idea or the notion that sometimes people feel or receive that Christians give off. Like this is our group. This is our clique. These are our people. And you can be part of that. And we kind of see that sometimes do actually happen in churches where we have, you know, little groups that do form and, um, you know, people... Grupitos. Grupitos. uh, That do... (laughs) that do happen. I remember I got pulled uh side note. I remember that many years ago, uh, there was a big meeting that was done in our youth group because of the whole grupitos thing. And uh,
1: grupitos for those who don't know is like a Spanish word for like clicks. Yeah, absolutely. Know?
0: Yeah. Because there is, there are dangers that do happen with clicks because you don't want anyone to feel uh, pushed aside or not to feel included. Uh, but, uh, and that's what that's speaking about. Like that whole mean girl mentality, like, you know, we're the cool kids, but you're not the cool kids. Even though we go to the same church, you're not part of this group.
1: Right. And now let's be clear, Let's because I feel like this can go two ways. Do you want to talk first about those who come, who come to church for the first time? Because I feel like mm-hmm. there's a difference when someone comes in for the first time and is like the new person. Yes. And sees cliques. Okay. Then when there's someone that has been in the church for years and still has trouble finding a group to hang out with or just become friends with certain individuals. I feel like there's a difference there. So where do you want to start that? Um,
0: I think that let's start with when the new person comes in. I, I, I do feel like the, it's kind of like a Venn diagram. They kind of overlap. So, you know, the tools that you give to one scenario apply to the second scenario. But let's speak about it in the perspective of the individual that uh, they just gave the heart to the Lord or maybe, you know, they moved. And now they're looking for a new church to settle at your church. Um, But now they see that uh, there's uh, groups of people that are always hanging out, uh, that are always sitting together, that are always after the services, chit-chatting and all that other stuff or whatever. And they may feel like they can't penetrate that group.
1: And I think that, you know, it's important to know that the clicks in a way, and I don't want to use the word clicks, but I guess...
0: Because it's a negative connotation. It it, it has a negative connotation.
1: But again, you know, those groups of friendships and Mm -hmm. people that are together. I mean, that's a good thing when you have that in a church. If someone's able to come into a church and see people laughing, see people cracking jokes and, you know, uh, talking to each other and everyone saying hi and greeting and saying goodbye. I think that's a great thing because it shows camaraderie. It shows friendship. It shows we're not here just like robots come to church, sing our songs, hear a message and and go home. (laughs) we actually like each other and we're here and we spend time and we fellowship and all of that. So that is important. But when the individual feels ostracized Mm -hmm. or feels like even if they attempted to enter a conversation with a group of people and they felt rejected or they felt as if, you know, their voice didn't matter. That's when there's a problem,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, you're always gonna gravitate to individuals. Um, you know, you're always gonna have people that you find that have the same likes that you do, whether it's a sports team. You know, in our church, we have a rivalry the Mets and the Yankee fans are always right. going against each other. Um, you know, we have the ones that are diehard Mets fans, the ones that are diehard mm-hmm. Yankee fans. Uh, but like if there's a subway series going on, where it's the Mets versus Yankees. Everybody will go to somebody's house and watch the game together. Right. It's not like the Yankee fans are against the Mets fan members and, you know, there isn't any fellowship between them. You know, they have their likes, they have their interests within their groups, but we're able to hang out and fellowship together, whatever. Right. And, and that's okay. And
1: it's funny because then there are those that will go to those get-togethers and yeah. parties and things and don't like baseball. Yeah, don't even watch sports. Don't know how the sport You know, works and things, but they just go because, again, there's that friendship and fellowship aspect. You know, to that, which yeah, is absolutely. important. As well.
0: And I'm one of those. Whenever there's a Super Bowl party going
1: on, I don't I have watch. No Super idea Bowl. what's going on with <laughs> the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> don't watch football at all. But because the
1: halftime of, show is interesting. Yeah, you know, some you some people always will go. find that to be a problem. But yeah, to, but
0: you know, you do go. There, there's always something that may happen or something that may go right. wrong or whatever. So you always watch it for entertainment factors. Uh, but just for the fellowship, for the laughing, for the food—that's always awesome. Food. You go and you hang out. Now, the thing is, is that churches have to be aware. Of when new members are coming in and not be so um, pigeonholed and worrying about your group and your group of friends and don't even notice that you have a new people that are visiting the church hey reach out to them and invite them to those things Um, and even before you even get there just say hi make sure that you make an effort to go out of your way and be like hey it was great seeing you today hope to see you next time
1: now do you feel for the Millennials that you know are going through this and experiencing this do you feel as if it's intentional that those in the church are really ostracizing them or maybe rejecting them? Or is it a balance of both sides having something to work at? What do you think? I
0: think that nine out of 10 times is not intentional. I think that there is an issue where uh, sometimes people within the church, even young people, I find this a lot with young people as well, uh, don't know how to approach new people. For some weird reason, they feel awkward with going up to someone and introducing themselves. Um, and the same thing could be about the person that's visiting the church. Maybe they they there's an awkwardness to them or there's a shyness to them or an insecurity where they're like, you know, I don't want to say hi to them first because what if they don't say hi back to me? Or you know maybe I go for a high five and they go for a hug and there's like that awkward moment. Um, so there's always this this weirdness that could happen, uh, and that's what scares people off from approaching others. You know they're afraid of having an awkward moment, um, and then sometimes lose those awkward moments that that's where best friendships are built. You know you laugh about uh, you know you went for a high five, they went for a low five. You laugh about it. And you're like you know what we'll get it right the next time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's very important to know, you know, if someone new comes into your church, especially if it's, you know, someone, a young person and you're part of the youth group there, invite them to the youth services. You know, it's most likely they're into the same things you are as far as, you know, social media. Maybe mm-hmm. get their social media, you know, and again, there are ways to go about this because you don't want to come across as if you're like a stalker, a stalker, <laughs> or if it's, you know, like a girl coming into the church for the first time and you have all the guys asking for her Instagram. Like you yeah. don't want to also feel like that's why, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, this is why she's here like and stuff like that. But it is important to just connect, find a connect, a connecting point you know, that you can have with that individual, whether it's something they're wearing or, you know, you noticed, you know, their glasses were cool and you can mention that or something like that. Just find something that you can mention, you know, ask them, have you ever been to church before? Is this your first time? Do you belong to another church? Are you, you know, what's your story? Kind of just finding out little things like that, you know, that's important.
0: Yeah. And also for the person that's visiting, the new person, Uh, Be conscious of the fact that maybe this is a group of people that maybe they all grew up together and they never had to go through that awkward stage of introducing themselves to people. So give them the benefit of the doubt and introduce yourself to them first. Yes, as a church, it should be our responsibility to go up to the visitor first. But, you know. For some reason, some people maybe sometimes don't always do that or whatever. So give them the better for them. Be like, you know what? They didn't come up to me. I'm going to go up to them. Be like, hey, God bless you. You know, my name is Bob. And, you know, I'm happy to be here today. Do you guys have any events going on? Or, you know, who's the youth leader? Let me speak to them. Who's your youth pastor? Let me speak to them. Um, and try to do that as well. Because sometimes uh, we need a little bit of encouragement as well. You know, I know um, well, we have a mutual friend of ours who is uh, uh, someone who's super nice and who will go up to a random stranger and be like, hey, God bless you, you know, thank you for coming today. Where me, maybe my personality is a little bit more reserved or whatever, but then that'll encourage me to be like, hey, you know, he said hi, let me go say hi too. I mean, um, yeah,
1: I mean, I'm guilty of that too. I'm very to myself and, yeah. you know, there could be a group of people and if I know one person, I'm going to go to that one person and I'll be fine just talking to them the whole time, even though there's 20 people in the room. Yeah. But again, I've been challenged sometimes to have to talk and introduce myself especially with you know doing what i do and constantly being around people and stuff like that i have to make a conscious effort to say hello and introduce myself and just you know thank people for supporting or for listening to you know my poetry and things like that i have to learn to do that and you know it's a process for all of us you know so again the reason why we're having this conversation is to find those areas that we need to work on and mm-hmm. where can we grow? So if you feel like you're that person that you don't know what to say, you don't know how do I introduce myself to someone, what do I say, what do I do, and all of that, just try, go out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's it may be awkward. Most times it will be awkward. Yep. You know, that connection, you know, very few, and I don't want to say very few, but there are, you know, those moments where two people or a group of people kind of meet and just hit it off right from the start Mm -hmm. and then there are those who oh my gosh at first when I met you 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 looked so mean you looked mean or or whatever right you gave us this impression or I felt like you were like this and I mean I get that all the time so again just go up to the person try your best to stay calm cool collected just you know introduce yourself thank them for coming again if it's your church thank them for coming and if you're on the other side and you're the millennial that's going to a place and you feel like i've been coming for like three weeks or this is my third time here no one has said anything put yourself out there introduce yourself to someone and that will give off a strong statement that will say something very big if you go out there and you yourself you know reach out Mm -hmm. and introduce yourself and just put yourself out there If your leadership is on point, they'll understand, wait a minute, you've been here how long? and you've been coming this long and no one has reached out to you? Like, oh my why God! why haven't I seen yeah, you? Exactly. And that will be again the wake-up call for the leadership to realize okay when people come in through those doors, mm-hmm. we need to make sure if they've never been here before that they feel welcomed, that mm-hmm. at least the leaders are informed, the pastors informed. It's important. That needs, you know, mm-hmm. to be needs to be done.
0: Now for those of you that are actually been at a church for a long time and still feel that you aren't part of the group have you reached out to the leaders and spoken to them? Have you reached out to other youth? Have you um, made an effort to try to see where is the disconnect? Do I have? I'm an I'm an individual that has a serious uh, demeanor. You know, people, when they first meet me or when they first see me, they're like, man, you're so serious. Um, but I'm a goofball. I like to joke around. I like to play around. I like to have fun. I like to do a lot of crazy things. Uh, but. Um, I, there is a, this this vibe I give off that's very serious and it kind of like scares or intimidates people sometimes. Um, So I I, I can't always blame the other person. Like sometimes I have to internally look Change at myself. Change your face. Basically. <laughs> Change your face. Smile. No. Uh, but you do. You do have to like be able to self-evaluate and be like, you know, is it me? Maybe I'm you know, maybe I'm too quiet or I'm maybe too serious or maybe too something. You know, let me put on a smile. You know, when somebody passes by, let me just say, hey, God bless you and keep it, you know.
1: Like. And that's important and that's healthy. Yeah. Whether you're the person that, again, is trying to introduce yourself and not knowing how to, or if you're the other person that is mm-hmm. afraid to reach out to the new person and that's coming into the church. Or maybe you have friends, tons of friends, and you're super popular. Yeah. It's always good to evaluate and self-reflect and say like okay am I you know is, is am I doing something that I shouldn't be am I expressing myself the right way you know am I greeting the right way am, you know yes. it's always good to ask those questions and just make sure that you know you again a lot of times we don't intentionally want to hurt people or mm-hmm. give off a certain vibe or you know say something a certain way but it happens yes you and, know? And,
0: and, and also be willing to um, take on an interest that's maybe not your, um, by nature interest, uh, where maybe, you know, you guys don't have a common ground, uh, because maybe you like, um... You like uh, um, rock music, but they like country music or whatever. Find another way to find the middle ground of something that you're interested in. Or, you know what? Take an interest in what they're interested in as well. And then start building those bridges so that then they can reciprocate the same thing. You know, so relationships and uh, friendships are sometimes built that way. Where sometimes you guys initially didn't have the same interest, but you guys realize, hey, I like the stuff that you like. And you like the stuff that I like, even though that's something that I would have never venture to either listen to or check out and then that is uh the grounds in which your friendships are built on
1: yeah and i mean i just want to say a lot of times there are those who struggle in these areas Mm -hmm. where it's anxiety is involved yes and all of these different things where you know there's social anxiety and all of that you know we're not disqualifying those feelings or you know your condition in that sense where you have social anxiety and you have certain side effects that, you know, you start sweating and you can't speak mm-hmm. and all of this stuff again, you know, as the church, you know, now speaking from the church's perspective, we need to be equipped in how to deal with people like this, with Absolutely. people who have this social anxiety. Absolutely. Are you just going to ostracize them and not talk to them? Because oh, every time you approach them, they don't know what to they say. And nervous. They're, they're <laughs> nervous and look at the way what they do with their hands and how yeah. they move their feet and they're sweating. You can see again, The church is for everyone. Absolutely. Not everyone is going to be, you know, extremely funny. Or outgoing. outgoing. Mm. You'll have those that are in the middle. You'll have those who are extremely introverted. Yeah, low energy. Again, we don't want a church completely filled with introverts. Mm. We don't want a church completely filled with extroverts. We don't want a church, you know, that's just completely one way. We Diversity is good. Absolutely. You know, and there are those people who again, struggle with anxiety or struggle with reaching out like that and get social anxiety, even those people, Mm -hmm. reach out to them. Try your best. That means maybe when you approach them, you have to put that extra smile on your face. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you approach them, you can't joke around the way you do with other people and commenting about their hair or like what they have on their face or things like that. You know, I mean, in our friendship, there are things that we can say to each other and joke around that we know is a joke. Yes. Whereas I know of certain people that
0: you can't I joke around with, with that. I, yeah. I can't do that yes. because they'll
1: start crying and <laughs> and be thinking for the rest of their life. Uh-huh. Is what he said true? Is that yes. really a thing? Like, So, again, as the church, we need to be equipped and know how to deal with this. And not only in the church, because, again, we're, we're focusing on the church because that's the conversation here. But there are cliques everywhere. Mm-hmm. Our jobs, schools, there are cliques everywhere. You automatically gravitate towards certain people that you have common interests with and commonalities mm-hmm. that's a thing and that's okay you don't have to be friends with, with everyone.
0: everyone yes and, I, and I, that's a point that I actually will like to stress where it is okay to have a group of friends that you do things with you know if you want to have a tea party at your house with your three friends It's okay to do that. You don't have to invite everybody for the sake of, oh, I need to invite everybody because I need everyone to feel included. Like, no, it is okay to have private moments. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have private moments in your life where it's your group of friends. You want to do something with your people. And, you know, you want to feel comfortable. And that is awesome. But also be conscious that there are group events or their social events, uh, that you should, uh, make the effort to fellowship with other people and build relationships and make people feel comfortable and everything. Cause you know, there are, there are individuals that may be in your church that don't have a lot of family. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a birthday party going on or a Thanksgiving dinner that you're doing or something like that. And you know, that this individual usually spends those occasions by themselves, invite them over for one of them. You know, that's you. It's okay to do that as well.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, just adding to that point, it's the intent and motivation behind it. So if I'm purposely not inviting someone because I got mad at them this week or I want to prove a point or because, you know, they offended me or did something I didn't like, but I'm inviting everyone else. That's then up. that's a problem because yeah, your motivation up. and intent behind it is off.
0: Yeah, and then you're going to post the, uh, all right. the pictures just on social media so they, media, could, so see so they could see that Those they weren't things invited. things we need to yes. stay away from. You don't want to do that.
1: Again, millennials feel this way. They feel as if, you know, there are a lot of cliques and things within the church. We want to just make sure everyone feels welcomed. Another point that the article brought up that I think was really important to talk about is that millennials want to feel valued. And many times within the church, they don't get that. They don't feel as if they're needed. They don't feel as if they're important because, you know, I've heard stuff like this. Oh, Mm. you're single. You have a bunch of time on your hands. Oh, you don't work. (laughs) You can do it. You know, and it almost puts a sense of obligation Mm -hmm. for this young person Mm -hmm. to have to do something because other people believe in their mind that they have, they nothing, have nothing else to do mm-hmm. like you know you're 17 you mean to tell me that you know you're so busy where you can't you know, do this or can't serve in this ministry and can't volunteer for this. And there are time. I mean, at 17 years old, you're still in school. There's mm-hmm. SAT, that's SAT time. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, college applications, applying for college. Some it's people a that busy are working actually full time also. Yeah. Some people work and go to school and do other things, you know, out, are involved in other organizations or just other, you know, sports teams and things like that. Where I do feel the church needs to be more understanding of that, absolutely, and be careful with the way they express those things. Yes,
0: I think that a simple thank you to uh, the uh, people that work in the church, the millennials, the young people, old people, however you want to call it, goes a long way. Um, You can't assume to know someone's life. You know, you can't be like, oh, OK, I know you go in at work at eight and you're out by four. So what are you doing between, you know, four one and eight o'clock? And you can do this. No, you, you're not in charge of that purchase schedule or life. You and know? I definitely
1: had someone do that to me.
0: I know. I've had I have the same thing happen to me. That's
1: horrible. <laughs> do not do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you are you can't you can't impose those things on people because you don't know what other responsibilities they have to do. Maybe they have to go back home and do something. They have errands that they need to run. There's things that people in case you didn't know, people have a life, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to have a life where the situation is, is in being a balanced and how you manage your life and how you manage your time. So you can not also be super involved in everything else that's going on in your regular life and not even put a, an ounce of effort into your church and the ministries within your church, but be balanced and it's the church's responsibility to acknowledge that and be like, I know you're doing a whole bunch of different things or whatever and I know that you can only you only have enough time to be part of this one ministry or just to be part of, you know, the cleaning crew in the church the cleaning crew in the church and only come once a month thank you for that because at least you're doing something at least you're making an effort
1: and that's something i wanted to bring up a simple thank you goes a long way yeah again i love words of affirmation i like when someone tells me like oh you did a great job thank Mm -hmm. you or you know they acknowledge what you did because it lets you know like okay you know, they they saw that I did that and mm-hmm. I, I helped out and I saw I made a difference in someone's life. And, you know, they they told me they said, thank you. A thank you goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Now, the opposite side, you don't want to just simply rely on the thank yous because yeah. there won't always be a thank you. Yeah, absolutely. There won't always be a pat on the back when you do something right. And there won't always be an applause. So, again, you have to, you know, take the good with the bad and know mm-hmm. that not all the time. Will someone come and say, you did a great job cleaning this church if that's your job? Yeah. Or if so, you do the sound and helping the sound, great job picking up the microphones and wrapping <laughs> up the cables. Not all the time will you get that. Absolutely. And I think the mentality also of millennials, you know, needs to shift a little bit and recognize that we're, everything we do is is not, you know, for a check, mm-hmm. is not for recognition, mm-hmm. is not for other people to see us. What we do, we ultimately do for God. Yes, So not one person can acknowledge what you did, say thank you, and be grateful for what you did. But you have to know, God saw me. Yeah. God approves of me. Yeah. God is going to, you know, um, just not that you do things for a reward, but God will bless me because of my service and because I'm taking out the time to do this. And you
0: have to be okay with that. You know, you have to be okay with serving just to serve. Not because you you want a shout-out or not because you want people to acknowledge you or not because of anything
1: like not that. Not because you want to post on social media what yeah. you did, right? <laughs> yes. How many people you fed and how yes. many, you know, church yes. members you went and visited in the hospital. And that yeah. today I visited 37 members, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to put things out minutes. like that as well. No. <laughs> it's it's your intent, your motivation that yes. goes a long way.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and in the same way that, you know, once – and I think I, I've seen this. Like, I've seen people who – work and serve just to serve and you you have no choice but to give them their props like when you meet someone who gives and works a hundred percent for you know with their heart not looking for anything in return like you have to give them their props for that because that is awesome you can tell the difference between someone that is working for recognition and someone that's working simply to serve
1: yeah i mean again a thank you goes a long way one of the other things the article brought up says we want you referencing the church to talk about controversial issues and it says in parentheses because no one is and Mm. i think this is a big topic what do you think about this
0: uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, interestingly enough, in our church, we uh, last year, I was having this conversation with our pastors, co-pastors. I mean, our youth pastors about certain subjects uh, that I think is important uh, for us to speak to our youth about. Uh, we uh, then formulated these conferences. Uh, one of them was on suicide and depression. Um, and, our, and our pastor being the awesome pastor that he is, he had this awesome, cool setup uh, where he literally brought in a coffin. <laughs> casket. Yeah. A casket. I said coffin. Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he had this whole big conference and everything set up where he was educating the youth on these uh, emotions that people do go through depression is real um and maybe it's very easy in our we spoke about this in our last uh podcast christianese uh to uh try to simplify those those things as oh you know that's just uh un demonio, eso no malicia, reprende eso, and keep it moving right um it's a demon yeah it's a
1: stronghold and yeah. all of that
0: just you know break down that wall and keep it moving right. But there are actual feelings and emotions and things that people go through. And as a church, we also have to be able to, yes, pray for that person. You know, yes, prayer is powerful. Prayer does work. But actually go out of your way and visit them. Take them out to a coffee, check in with them, speak with them. You know, there are tools and steps that um, us as churches need to do in the practical level. Yes, in the spiritual level, you want to fast for them. You know, you want to do vigils. You want to do whatever you want to do spiritually. Yes, awesome is also good to do that. But there's also practical things that you need to do as well. And no one was speaking about suicide or depression or anything like that. Like everyone knew that, oh, you know, if you took your life, you were going to hell. But nobody knew what do you do when you feel suicidal? You know, what do you do when you're in the middle of the night, you wake up feeling like no one loves you and that your life is going down the drain and you don't have a purpose and you don't have a, a, a goal or or whatever. You know, what do you do with those in those moments, with those feelings, with those emotions? How do you shake it off?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's important conversations that need to be had because most millennials and most young people and teenagers want to have these conversations and they just don't know how to approach it. Yeah, they want to know. You know, is it okay for me to be feeling this way? Yes. I'm a worship leader. I'm on the worship team. I play in the band and I'm part of the music ministry and I struggle with depression. Mm -hmm. I always feel alone. Mm -hmm. I'm always crying. Or I wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety, you know, and, and have panic attacks. What do I do in those moments? And it's important to... Be open to those conversations, yes. and if a young person or a millennial is in a church and they feel as if they can't go to their youth pastor, or maybe your church doesn't have a youth pastor, but they feel that they can't go to anyone in the church to express themselves and tell someone how their feels, how they feel, that says something very bad, I would say mm-hmm. about that church and yes. church plant. You know, yes. our our doors need to always be opened. Yes. You know, to everyone who has. All types of issues and struggles. We need to make sure that that's, you know, implemented in our churches where everyone is welcomed. If you feel like you have an issue, you're going through something, you know, suicide, depression, you are struggling with maybe, you know, battling in in drugs or some type of, you know, alcohol abuse or anything like that. You should feel open and, you know, that someone will listen to you and listen to what you're going through. We have to think about where are... The millennials. Where mm-hmm. are the young people in our churches getting their information from? What's mm-hmm. the source? Where yeah. are they learning about sex? Where are they learning about alcohol? Where are they learning about abortion and what yeah. that is? And where are they learning about all of these things? And nine times out of ten, it's through social media now mm-hmm. and word of mouth by their friends
0: or the internet. They can just yeah. you know Google uh, any subject and a plethora of. You know, articles or videos and images come up and
1: that opens the door to a whole bunch of other issues that then they're introduced to all because the church Mm -hmm. did not take the time to present these things. Yeah. And I think it's a
0: a fatal flaw that the church has is by minimizing uh, the person's situation by just trying to pray it away. And I and like I said before, praying works. Praying is awesome. Praying has power but sometimes there are practical things that need to be done that aren't done that are very, very important. You know, when, like you were saying, when someone is going through a situation, a struggle, or, you know, they they did something, maybe they weren't supposed to do whatever, and it's eating them up inside and they don't have the ability to speak to one of their leaders about it, because those are, those are subjects we don't speak about in this church. Like that is a huge problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're struggling with depression and suicide and, The response you get is pray you can pray all day yeah but again if you're still let's say listening to what Mm -hmm. other people are saying about you that are affecting Mm -hmm. you negatively if you're listening to music that promotes death yeah, and promotes depression. depression and sadness you know what maybe you need to stop listening to that music maybe you need to stop listening to what they say and if they're people that you put yourself in the situation to hear what they're saying remove mm-hmm. yourself from that situation again what are practical things that you can do to not let this affect you aside from prayer
0: And I want to and I want to put a parenthesis. We had uh, one of the other conferences we did also in our church recently was a music conference. And in the music conference, uh, the guy that was giving um, the the conference he was giving the conference with his wife. But he was uh, speaking in the musician's perspective um, and he was speaking about chords and the power that music has to shift a person's emotion and their mood. And he went through chords and sounds that will make you feel joy, that will make you feel hype and energy and happy and and all that good stuff or whatever. But he also hit chords, that will make you feel sad and they'll make you feel down or It'll make you all depressed or whatever so it's very important that you be cautious of what you're allowing to enter into you whether it be music whether it be tv shows whether it be videos that you're watching like those things also have power believe it or not so if you're listening to um you know uh, Adele's old CD right. when she all, all her music was about breakup and all this and regret and all this other and stuff and maybe or you are
1: going through a breakup so yeah. you can relate to what she's saying yeah
0: but you will definitely walk away still feeling down and right. still feeling funky and no, that what was like what did you got out of that did you can did you walk out of that experience feeling uplifted and feeling joyful and feeling like you could take out another day or are you still in your funk
1: yeah I mean and it's I, I mean you go to the gym you don't play Hillsong worship music when you go to the gym. You can maybe put on Hillsong Young and Free, yeah. you know, where it gives you, you know, that just motivation to keep on going and, yeah. you know, keep running and working out. So, again, we know that music affects us and all of that. We we know those things. So whatever, again, is causing or facilitating, mm-hmm. I could say, that issue in your life, you yeah. know, if it's depression, anxiety, what are practical things that you can do Oh, mm-hmm. as well? tied to prayer prayer yes. is important yes you know, because then we can do the other aspect of things where we can try to get through things on our own strength yeah and trying on our own but we need god absolutely we need him and we need his help to help you know get us through those moments
0: yeah and if you're a youth leader or a youth pastor or a pastor that's listening to our podcast and you notice that these are subjects and these are things that you haven't done in your church pray about it do the research Do these workshops, do these conferences, because I can almost guarantee you that there's someone in your church, whether it be a young person, whether it be an old person or be a kid. We see kids nowadays just committing suicide because of bullying and all these craziness that they're going on with social media and all this um, nonsense that is affecting them so gravely that parents aren't paying attention to. We have 10, 11, 12 year olds that are taking their life where their parents are like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Like there, these are things that people are really going through, and as a church, we need to take the steps necessary to be there for, there for them and to help them and to give them the tools necessary to deal with these things, which are very real.
1: Yeah, and I think that out of all of the things that we spoke about, I think this is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Like it's a a big issue. I know a lot of young people, you know, working at a Christian school. I know a lot of young people that battle through a lot of different issues and struggles yeah and they aren't you know getting educated on these things they don't really know they don't really you know they know what they're feeling mm-hmm. but they do they really know what the bible says about those things yeah. do they know that okay that's something that i've experienced when i was that age this is mm-hmm. how i came through and this is how i overcame that and you can overcome as well you know so again we're not completely saying that the church is at fault in this that mm-hmm. you know again it's Balance. We're having a balanced conversation where the church as well needs to understand these are real things happening to everyone, Yes. whether you're the pastor's son yep. or just a visitor and not, yeah. you know, an official member of a church and you just come every now and then. Everyone struggles with different things. And if the church is not a place where a millennial can come, a young person can come and feel encouraged, motivated, can have a great conversation with someone that's uplifting, mm-hmm. that, you know, doesn't judge. I mean, this is a big thing, the whole judgment conversation. You yes. know, I feel judged. Oh, don't judge me. You know, everyone judges. Everyone has kind of those preconceived notions about people. Consciously you know? and subconsciously. Right. So, again, it's those things where we have to break past that. Mm-hmm. Let's break past those feelings of I can't say this to anyone because they'll judge me. I can't mention this to anyone because they're going to you know, take my position away and I'm not going to be able to lead worship anymore or play on the band and all of these things. Again, yeah. those are... Tools that the enemy uses to keep you in that place Absolutely. where you're battling through this and having these secret struggles and struggling in silence mm-hmm. because dying in of silence. fear, dying yeah. in silence, you know, because of fear of what other people will say or what the church will think of you.
0: Yeah. And I think that is important also that the church um, uh, uh, strive for finding the root of the problem. You know, depression and suicide can be a side effect of an even bigger issue that the person is dealing with. Uh, so it's important to, uh, yeah. And, you know, pray about, you know, God giving them strength to overcome this depression and, you know, rebuking all suicidal thoughts or whatever. But is there a, a a deeper issue that's going on within this individual that needs to be addressed and creating a safe space? You know, I don't know how I, I can, I've been in so many situations where I've heard like preachers or people speaking and uh, they think that they are, um, Uh, are doing the right thing by speaking about certain subjects in a certain way or they think that they're being funny or cool but what they're really doing is more hurt than anything else because instead of them creating a safe space where some where someone that may be going through a certain situation may feel comfortable enough with approaching you and sharing that they need help what you just did is that you alienated them because you made it seem like you know what they were going through is um uh, it's like it's like something that you can just, you know, push to the side and keep right. moving. Stop being a wimp about it.
1: And most times it's because that individual who's saying these things cannot relate yeah. because that's not their struggle. Yeah. You know, so everyone is quick to mention, you know, those who are in depression. Oh, you know, those who struggle with anxiety or mm-hmm. battling through low self-esteem. You know, mm-hmm. think highly of yourself. You're a child of God. You're this... That is very true. But again, simply because that's something you don't struggle with doesn't mean you can undermine it. Yeah, Let's talk about your issue with lying. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your issue with looking at, you know, other people's wives Mm -hmm. and, you know, other, you know, men's wives. Or if you're a female, looking at other, you know other men <laughs> thank you I'm yeah. like trying to think of like okay how do I do this other
0: women's husbands right That's what or you, you never yeah. know or right either so way around, either yeah. way it
1: doesn't matter so yeah. again just making sure that just because you yourself are not going through it mm-hmm. and maybe cannot relate don't undermine and don't again devalue what they're going through or just you know push it under the rug and just you know forget about it because again it's a real thing it's real This is what millennials are going through. These are things that they're saying. And it's really important for us, you know, to have these conversations. I mean, another article that you had sent me gave some direct quotes from interviews that were done of why people left the church. And this was uh, people in general. Yeah. But some of them, you know, sound funny, sound like (laughs) really. But, you know, it could be a real thing. Like, you know, the worship leader refused to listen to me about the songs and music I wanted. Mm
0: hmm. Well, that goes hand in hand with um, people that feel like their voice isn't being heard where, you know, maybe they had a, maybe they were part of a worship team where, you know, they had an idea where they wanted, you know, maybe the song, maybe that church only does uh, a certain type of uh, music. And, you know, they had this maybe um, they had this other different type of music where maybe maybe was more of an upbeat song or maybe it's more of a worshipy song. And, the and, you know, and the worship leader was like, oh, you know, maybe maybe we'll leave that one for next time. And the person got offended.
1: Right. I mean, and did they say, like, I'm not going to listen to you Mm -hmm. or that's a bad idea or Mm -hmm. no, that's a dumb idea. You know, a lot of times we think these things and we create these scenarios, scenarios in our minds that aren't necessarily true. Another one. I was out for two weeks and no one called me. I feel like I hear this one a lot. Like I was out for a long time and no one reached out to me. No one even acknowledged Right. Are and you that's always something-
0: out for a long time, though, because there's something like and I, maybe I messed up for saying that. But there's right. a lot of people that take sabbaticals and, you know, they come <laughs> to church for two weeks and then they're gone for three weeks. And then they but come they can back do every other type of activity and, then, and post, about you know, it and, and it's stuff. like there comes a, there comes a point also where, you know, maybe we reached out to you the first couple of times. But after a while, we kind of noticed that you were kind of playing a game that maybe um we invested it's and you know what it's gonna sound really messed up what i'm about to say but sometimes it's true where you know what i'd rather invest my time and energy in someone that actually needs the follow up and needs people to be on top of them and needs people to be like hey and look and look for them rather than someone that is just doing it for the fun of it
1: right and at the end of the day you have to do what you do for god because you want to not because well no one texted me so i'm not going
0: No, no like you better go and and you know what and as always i always like to always point out the other side of the story yes it's the church's responsibility to reach out to people if you see someone hasn't you know shown up in one two days or whatever in a week or two I think two weeks is a long time you know if you haven't seen somebody showed up in a week send them a text give them a call hey what's going on we miss you how you know what's going uh how's everything going but Sometimes people are actually very busy. Sometimes people have a lot of things going on. Maybe you go to a church that has, you know, 100 plus member, 200 plus members, and 10 people decided not to show up on that Sunday. You know, that's 10 people that they have to reach out to. Maybe you were number nine or 10 on that list. And because we haven't gotten to you yet, now you're offended.
1: Right. So again, don't create these fake scenarios in your head. Yeah. You know, don't think these things. Another one, they moved the times of the worship services and it messed up my schedule.
0: Of the church, like, <laughs> it right. sounds messed up. This is a but... little
1: like I thought it was because of like work or something, but it just right. says they moved the times of the worship services and it messed up my schedule. Like, are you the person that likes to sleep? And maybe it's a lot earlier than lot lot what you earlier. wanted it to be. So, again, this is a conversation that you need to have. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. balanced is it because it's conflicting with your work schedule? And you only go to a church that has service once a week, so you can't Mm -hmm. make it to the service. Okay, then you may need to find another church because you're just not going to stay home because they move their hours. Yeah. Or is it because, well, I don't like doing service at night. It's inconvenient to you. Right
0: yeah you definitely it's it's something that you definitely try your best like we don't want to encourage people to just be jumping from church to church just because of whatever uh but you try your best i mean if your work schedule doesn't allow you to come to services at a certain time and they wind up switching like that and it's really you know it's it's really inconvenient for you and maybe you reach out to the leadership of the church and let them know what's going on and unfortunately it's just a lot more people it's easier for them to come at a certain time then you know what it's okay for you to be be like oh okay let your leadership know i'm just gonna you know try to find another uh church that has services around the time that works within my schedule because unfortunately there is no flexibility in it um then that's okay but if it's a thing about laziness where you know Sundays you want to wake up at one o'clock and go to the service at one thirty, and now they have 11 o'clock morning services then you need to some uh, some evaluation to do within yourself yeah. you know? and
1: again you know the point of all of these different issues and topics that we're talking about is because this is what millennials are going through these yeah. are topics that they have questions on and th- feelings that they have and emotions that they have and as a church we need to make sure that we are doing something about it that we're mm-hmm. educating ourselves yes maybe you have no idea what social media is and how do it works and what's going on yes. or what music is coming out or what television shows are out there that a lot of your young people are seeing. I mm-hmm. mean, a few years back, I think it was a year ago, I mean, the the Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why, was yes. something that everyone was watching. And yeah. there were a lot of people within our churches watching it. Yes. Not knocking it, I saw it. It was a good show had, you know, there are a lot of controversial things that, you know, can be said that happened and all of that. But again, it sparked conversation. Absolutely. So are you going to be that leader or that person that says, I don't know why they're watching that? They shouldn't be watching it. Look at the content. Look at what's going on. Or are you going to be the leader that says, well, this can spark good conversation. I know they're watching it. Let's do something where we could take advantage of this moment that this topic is out there and it's hot and fresh. Yes,
0: absolutely. And I think that that's the perspective that we need to start taking which is taking advantage of opportunities and situations. If a topic like suicide or sex is a, is a subject that you have difficulty speaking about, but you know that everyone is speaking about a certain thing, everybody's speaking about 13 Reasons Why, and it has to do with those two subjects. Okay, awesome. Take advantage of that and speak to your young people or speak to the people and be like, "Why did you find that interesting? You know, have you ever felt like you've been in that situation? Have you ever felt like you've had suicidal thoughts?" And start those conversations to see who out there needs help with those situations. Um, and as always, we want to thank all of you for tuning in on today's episode uh, here at God Life Culture Podcast. That's God, God Life, Life culture Uh, and as always we love you guys if anybody out there feels like they're not loved we send you a hug right now just grab yourself right now give yourself a hug and that's us giving a hug to you if you have any questions if you have any comments if you have any suggestions uh, please feel free to email us at godlifeculture at gmail.com that's godlifeculture at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get back to you shortly
1: Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, make sure you just share this. Let people know about this podcast and about these conversations that we have. We want to hear from you. So definitely reach out to us. But again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time.
0: Bye.